Welcome to another episode of Magical Boys. I'm one half of your podcast hosting combination. I am DJ, which is I am also Doomfist's left nipple. <laughs> I think it's his left one that's out. Isn't I think it? it's his left. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Now I gotta look is it up. It, is it his left? Ugh, I can't. We can't be fake news. Doomfist. It is his left nipple. That's DJ, right. I am. I am Doomfist's left nipple. <laughs> and I am the other half, Ruben. What is anime, Medina? Uh, which I guess is me. I guess I'm anime. Um, and I love that you said it in the tone of how the girl says it in the ad from those VHS tapes. <laughs> it's so weird because in my brain, I remember it being like a dude's voice, and maybe there's more than one. I think, but I definitely two. Yeah, because I feel like it was like, "What is anime?" Uh, and then there is, "What is anime?" Guns, <laughs> girls, robots. Yeah, so because I remember the one that she's like, "What is anime? What anime is anime? Is action, comedy, romance, pretty boy? We need to Pantsu. like re- <laughs> too many tentacles." <laughs> And what are we talking about this week, Ruben? What are we oh, talking about today? Tokyo Game Show, pre-Tokyo Game Show Sony stuff happened. Yeah, a bunch of shit happened. We, we're talking about Crystal Chronicles. We're going to talk about Pokemon. We're going to talk about some new fighting games. And we're going to talk about 2Q? 2Q? 2Q Studios? Whoever, it's it's two people combined. It's two studios combined now. The people that made things. Danganronpa and the... Was it the three 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 or whatever? No, nine nine nine. Yeah, um, those people. Yeah, that team, Kingdom Hearts, that new game from the Yakuza team, Project Space, Judge, Space Channel Five, and that full body yadi yadi Catherine remake. Will it be problematic? Probably. More than likely. All right, let's get into it. DJ, what are you playing? Oh my god, I'm playing so many things. Well, I, actually, I'm not. I'm playing like three things. <laughs> I guess that's a lot, considering I've got a lot going on personally. But um, so right now, I am playing Dragon Quest Eleven. Yes, Eleven. Yes, that is what that Roman numeral is. Eleven, and mm-hmm. it is Dragon Quest Xi Z- Xi. <laughs> what is this? Dragon Quest Cross I. Cross I. <laughs> Yeah, playing playing Dragon Dragon Quest, Quest. uh, a little bit of Overwatch, and getting perpetually frustrated at Sailor Moon drops. How is is that Dragon Quest? It's real good. Um, So did you watch that 30-minute Kotaku review for Dragon Quest? No, I know that what's his name, Tim Rogers, like was gushing about it, but he also is like a massive Dragon Quest fan. So. Yeah, it's very good. It's it's very it is very much a straight up traditional turn based. JRPG, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's really, really fun. I like it a lot so far. And there's been, I mean, you you know that there's been this trend in RPGs and all that stuff where it's like, uh, we're moving away from games being so linear and mm-hmm. they're going to be open world. You can do whatever you want and what order you want. 
I'm the kind of person that's like, you know what? You could lead me through a story. You can tell me a story, like a very specific story, and you can tell me to go to this place. Go right mm-hmm. over here. This is your next thing that I, you're going to do. I, I don't mind that. For the story, for the most part. Like, yeah. if it has good mechanics that are fun, that's cool. Like, yeah. I hope, hopefully combat's good, but I'm playing it for the story. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't need you to be like, oh, just explore yourself. I'm like, no, tell me the fucking story. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Tell me a story. Tell me Point a bedtime story. Yeah, tell me where I need to go. And Dragon Quest is very much that. And what's really cool about this game, because I think this speaks to both you and I, and then just other adults that are also into games, stuff happens where you stop playing a game for a couple days, sometimes a couple weeks, maybe even months or longer. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about Dragon Quest is that it does a previously on Dragon Quest kind of oh. a thing, which is great. So every time you boot up the game, it does a synopsis of everything that's going on in the story so far. That's great. Which is so often... Awesome. That's like me trying to go back to Final Fantasy fifteen like a year later and being mm-hmm. like, who died? My dad died? Okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> and not only that, but when you boot up a game, there are specific NPCs that are pinpointed on your map. They're little purple icons. Mm-hmm. And you talk to them and they tell you what you need to do next. Like, exactly what you need to do. That's pretty dope. So you can step away from the game and be like, oh, this is what what I'm supposed to do next. Because this little person right over here told me exactly what's supposed to happen next. So it's really great for the kind of of person that I am to where, like, stuff just happens. And I might not get a chance to play a Dragon Quest for a couple weeks. And I'll forget what I'm supposed to be doing. So the fact that the game has that built in is super awesome. So I really appreciate that a lot. And it's beautiful. It is so gorgeous. Like, Akira Toriyama's art translates really well to 3D. And Mm -hmm. seeing a Dragon Quest game that's on a pretty powerful console at this point, because all the previous numbered Dragon Quest games have been on the 3DS up until this point. Yeah, so, I mean, even this one in Japan has a 3DS version, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has, does. has, like, toned-down graphics. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. And there's also, apparently there's going to be a Switch version of this game at some point, but it is not dated yet. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're trying to figure out a way to, like, still retain as much visual fidelity as this game has, so that it can run on the Switch without, like, it being, like, horrible, shitty frame rates and all that stuff. It's awesome i've I've been really enjoying it so far i'm about five hours into it and it's been really fun and i'm not sure if you knew this or not but the u.s release of the game Mm -hmm. um is the only version of the game that has voice acting i guess the worldwide release of the game has voice acting. the japanese version does not have um voiceover work Mm-hmm. So people can't be like, oh, the Japanese voices are, like, so much better. It's like, no, it's only ever been in English. Mm-hmm. Because they specifically were saying, like, if we want Dragon Quest to do well outside of Japan, they think that voice acting is a key component of it being a little bit more accessible. Which I, get. Which, yeah. I get, I, which I get that. Um, as someone that plays a shit ton of Zelda games, I don't really care if it has voice acting or not. But the voice overwork is really good. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it's nice seeing a super straight-up Japanese RPG that isn't a Final Fantasy game that has voice overwork and the lip flaps are actually, like, on point. Are they pretty good? Yeah, they're pretty good. Of course, they're kind of like... They're not... Like in a Final Fantasy game or a Kingdom Hearts game, to where they redo the voice flap, the mouth flaps to English dialogue, 
but it's not that thing that happens so often in Japanese games to where the lips are keep slapping and then the, the dialogue is happening, but it doesn't match. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it's great. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. It sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. And it's it a big, so fun. It's a, it sounds really fun. And it's like it's a big old chunky game. It's a big big boy. It's a real it's big, big boy. It's a big boy. Um, I think big they boy said season. about eighty hours, Ooh. which is that's that's a big boy. But big boy. what's really cool is um, if you go back, both you and the folks that are listening to this. Check out that 30-minute Kotaku uh, review. It's really good. The and Tim Rogers one? The Tim Rogers one, yeah. And also check out his follow-up video that shows, like, the things to know before you play Dragon Quest. Because it was super helpful to watch that before I started playing the game. Mm-hmm. I basically watched that while the game was installing to my PS4. And it was super helpful. And I definitely recommend this for sure. And what I really liked about that review is that he said that Dragon Quest is, like, a really good bedtime game. Mm-hmm. Like, he plays that game, like, after he comes home, has dinner, takes a shower, and get, gets ready to go to bed. He plays it for, like, 30 minutes to an hour, and then goes to sleep. Huh. So, it's really good to enjoy it in small little chunks, which, honestly, for me, that really takes the pressure off of, like, oh, man, I gotta, like, dedicate five hours of my day to play this game to really feel like I've done something. But kind of going into it from the perspective of someone that's like a super huge Dragon Quest stan and then be like, no, don't don't feel pressured to play like long gameplay sessions of this. Play it for like 30 minutes to an hour before you go to bed and like that's it. And just play through it that way. Which that works for me. <laughs> that works I for my like schedule. That's the only way I could do that because it's like I think it's supposed to be like a hundred hours or something. Yeah, eighty to hundred I think. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And I, I have a hard time with really long stuff. Like, I was able to do Persona just because, like, Persona was so good. Also, right. Persona was so fun to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I do want to play this because I've never actually played a Dragon Quest game outside of Builders. Mm-hmm. And that world is so charming. It's really charming. Like, really, really charming. And I've heard really good things about the game. Um, yeah, I would just... I don't know if I have it in me. It might be one of those things I pick up if it's, like on sale Black Friday for like 30 bucks or something. I would definitely do that. If it goes on sale, pick it up for sure. Yeah. Um, Cause I do want to play it. I know Aaron probably wants to play it cause she likes Dragon Quest quite a bit. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very cute. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing a little bit of Monster Hunter just because I hadn't had time. Mm-hmm. Um, World? Um, New one? Generations Ultimate. Okay. And I have a couple friends that are, that are like, you should play with us when you have some time. And, I definitely want to get in on that because that definitely makes Monster Hunter more enjoyable when you have like a squad to roll with. Absolutely. Um, I'm playing a little bit of Overwatch. I mean, we're kind of like in an off season, uh, so to speak, because there's not any major game events right now. Like the Diva event ended last night, and yes. I finally got that fucking costume. Oh, the finally? Other day. Yeah, because I don't know what it was, but during that event, trying to play quick play and just get matches done. People were just like, I don't give a fuck. That's so weird. And I, think I be- did it in a. I think I did it in a night or two. No, like every match that I got put in, like I was on the board every time, but our team lost every time, <laughs> and I was just put up with randoms every time. I, I'm being put with people that have no idea what they're doing in this mm-hmm. game, and it's quick play. So like, there's there's that component of it. But I was like, I just want this fucking costume. Just give me the fucking 
diva skin i want it it is cute honestly i was more excited about the sprays because they're so cute the sprays are really good but i didn't get any of those (gasps) i was at work and i just fucking put my computer like on mute on the twitch channel and was like okay so like i did that i did i had my twitch uh open and it's linked to my blizzard account and i didn't get anything tj yell at blizzard i'm gonna yell at them jeff kaplan she have connections jeff fix it Drop drop those divas in his account. Give me give me them divas. I want them. I want diva stickers. Give me, give them, me stickers. them stickers. Give, them give stickers. it to me. I want it. Too cute. Uh, yeah, they're really really cute. And I thought I was playing Sailor Moon Jumps and getting angry at it, right? Oh my god. Yes. Well, I know. I don't think you said it yet, but yes, I'm in the same boat. Like <laughs> it's, I will be in bed and I'll just be like, <sighs> like a big heavy <laughs> sigh, and everyone's like, "What's the matter? Are you okay?" And this happens like twice a day right now. And I'm just like Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> fucking drops fucking. Um, i'm doing the uh the kaguya event right now mm-hmm. to get the uh the person version of luna mm-hmm. and there are so many levels in that event that are just complete ass that just suck that yeah. i've like wasted like a day or two on the level what i can't fucking stand are the uh the break the barriers break the barriers are the fucking worst and break the barriers bake the cake fuck those two <laughs> the barriers specifically because there's always the one it's like you have one left and it's in a fucking corner and Mm -hmm. there are and you have three moves left because why would you have more than that and you have no matches and from any side and the game's like hey you can match these three over here that are on the complete opposite fucking side of the puzzle you can match those it's almost as if they want me to spend money to win this game (laughs) you could do that it's over there but the thing that you need to win is over here. But the game says, match these three. Mm. You, have, you have two turns left. How about but that? I keep, but I keep playing it. And but I don't I, know why. I know why I keep playing it. I want all the characters. I, I keep playing it because maybe if I spend enough money. <laughs> no, DJ, don't spend any money. It's too don't late. Be, don't be a whale, DJ. It's I've spent like $4 and I was like, Ruben, what are you doing? Don't ever again. too late. It's far too late for me. DJ, how much money have you spent on the Sailor Moon I, No. I'm not going to say this number on on the show. Have you spent more than what you spent just buying video games this week? Oh, no. No. Oh, okay. No. Well done. Mm. Good. Not this week. Oh. <laughs> no, I, like, I really haven't spent I bought a PS4 this week. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely not that much. But I'm just like, I just think this color crusher real bad. That was me. That was me. Like back in the day with Overwatch, I'd just be like, every event, I'd be like, I'll drop a 40, 40 bucks for a bunch of loot boxes, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, Ruben, stop. Oh, I am weak when it comes to that bullshit in Overwatch. Like I, I've bought that game five or six times over. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. Over the two and a half years I've played that game, yeah, it's not okay. Well, it's a good game. It's a, it is a really good game. I really like that fucking game. It makes me angry sometimes, but. This is Overwatch we're talking about. But I, I, I love it. I love it a lot. But back to Sailor Moon Drops. I'm spending money occasionally in that game in hopes that they will make a Sailor Moon game. That's not a mobile game. That's they, they don't a care. Nintendo Switch game. They don't care. Or. They don't care. They just want that money. DJ, you're giving money to nothing. D- don't. No. You're giving money to nothing, DJ. It, I'm trying to speak it into existence. I want... A Sailor Moon game on the PlayStation 4 and the Switch, please. 
<laughs> I'm never going to get it. Hey, you know what they did with all that Sailor Moon merchandise money? Crystal Season 1. That's what they did with it. <laughs> so no. why, why, why do you think... And I know that Crystal got good by Season 3, but why do you think you give them the money it got is okay. going to get you any sort of remotely okay, if at all, Sailor Moon game? Sorry, DJ. I mean, spend your money. It's do okay. your thing. It's okay. I don't, I'm not no, here to no, be No, but you're your right. Parent. No, but you're right. You're right. DJ, you have a problem, and I'm here. The you're Sailorvention. Right. The Sailorvention. <laughs> Sailorvention. That's me. Sailor Intervention. <laughs> but that's all that I'm playing are those uh, four games. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm only playing... Well, Destiny having new content just always fucks me up because i'm just like oh i can play other stuff and i'm like uh destiny because i want to like hit level cap as fast as possible and be sure. ready for like new events and shit um i will say having played a bit more of it since it came out it's really good the the forsaken expansion is really good mm-hmm. um it's probably the best i would say it's the best shape destiny's been in period that's good that's really good it, rem- it reminds me a lot and this is like the destiny cycle is that destiny comes out it's okay for your one live team from what i understand the live team which is a different team Mm -hmm. um is in charge of like year two basically like Mm -hmm. all the stuff that comes out the first like major major content drop and stuff after year one right um and they just kill it like with destiny one it was you know the game was okay and then the taken king came out and that's Mm -hmm. when i i was like sort of not really playing it that much and then taken king came out and i was like oh fuck this is really good yeah um and it's kind of the same way with this. We're like, I was playing this a bit more. I think Destiny 2 overall is a better game than 1 was. That's good. Um, yeah. But Forsaken's just like, the new content, okay, not only is there like a pretty good, like maybe like a two to three hour story campaign that's really good, mm-hmm. but there's a whole new area to explore, which is nice. Like a whole new um, like overworld area to run around in. Nice. So once you do all the, like, the stuff there in the main quest lines... You have to do a couple of uh, you have to do a couple things to fulfill like this like after game quest line, mm-hmm. and eventually like I just got it today and I've been playing it a lot. Um, you get access to a another whole like overworld area called the Dreaming City, Ooh, um, okay. and it's really cool. Like the design of the place is really cool, and it's very much like in um, Destiny Year One when they opened up the uh the dreadnought the hive dreadnought ship mm-hmm. how it was just like really really cool space that had like a lot of secrets and a lot of just weird shit you could interact with but you weren't quite sure what it did mm-hmm. and this is very similar where it's like there's just all this like weird stuff around and the community is just kind of going crazy trying to figure out what does what and right. what secrets they can find and and all this stuff um and that's what i think destiny is really fun is either going in blind and finding that stuff yourself or engaging with the community and, like, you know, people posting on, like, the subreddit, like, oh, shit, I found this new thing today. Or if you do this, like, it opens up um, this new path. Uh, it's just really, really cool. Um, so between that and the new multiplayer mode, Gambit being so excellent, like, so much fun. That's um, Half of my timeline has been people talking about how good Gambit is. So that's Gambit is awesome. so good. It's so good. And I got really, I got really lucky... Uh, when you finish the storyline, which, like, not really spoilers because it's been in all the ads, right. the game, Forsaken starts out with Cade 6 getting killed. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the storyline, um, you're given his gun. 
but you have to it's like banged up so you have to do a series of like uh quest type things or tasks to get it back in shape to use it Mm -hmm. and the very first item on that list is incredibly difficult which is uh in gambit when someone from the other team invades your team you have to kill them you can't it can't be an assist kill it has to be a final blow you have to kill them with a hand cannon weapon oh wow um and that is like really difficult because a it's like finding them when they come in they're more powerful than usual when they invade the rest of your team not getting the kill on them um and it's only when they invade you can't do it when you invade their side Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is going to be like a week of me trying to get this done because it's such a it's so conditional and it happened like in a night i did it in like three matches which is awesome um so i don't have to worry about that so much uh but there's just there's just so much content there is so much more um i think to get rewards at least in my opinion stuff is smaller they have daily and weekly um stuff to do and everything just does a good job of rewarding you in small little pieces um so now i'm at that point in that game where i'm just like collecting different armor sets to be like which one do i like the most Mm -hmm. um and then getting trying to get the unique roles or the roles that i want on them to like for them to be the most effective um it's just really good it's just a really good game that's Um, good I'm, i'm really glad to hear that i think the raid drops I think Friday. I'm not raid ready. Like I won't be raid ready for a couple weeks, probably as far mm-hmm. as like my level. Um, but I'm excited to see what that raid is because it's the first like new whole raid of Destiny Two. Because the other raids were the raid layers, which were like kind of like small things set in the same area, more mm-hmm. or less. Um, so this is like a whole new thing, which is cool. Nice. Uh, so I've been playing that, and I've been playing quite a bit of Spider Man. Yeah, talk to me about that. Spider Man's real good. Yep. It's it's weird. It feels like the it feels like spider-man 2 on ps2 mm-hmm. good good and bad okay like it is the most like ubisoft ass game as far as uh you some of the buildings have like a uh like a, a radio tower on them mm-hmm. and you fix it and when you fix it you open up like you can go anywhere in manhattan but you actually like open up um on your map it actually like has details all of a sudden mm-hmm. and it shows you all the shit to collect and so at first you're like, oh, okay, there's a couple things to do. But then as you go forward in the story, they keep adding things where it's like, oh, Black Cat has hidden these cat plushies all around town. So like Black Cat has these um, these little places where she has like a, like a, a telescope set up. Mm-hmm. And you have to like look in it and like find the controller vibrates when you're close. And you have to like find this little like Black Cat stuffed animal she left somewhere. Um, and so it's like, cool. Now the map's a bunch of that. Now it's all these places to take out this gang. Now, so the map is just fucking full of bullshit yeah yeah um which is cool because you always have something to do but it is that overwhelming like old assassin's creed a lot of older Mm, ubisoft games where it's just very quickly your map has like 300 400 different things to do and you're just like Mm -hmm. okay it's a lot um so it feels very much like an older game because of that um the swinging feels so good like you can fast travel in that game eventually and i find myself almost never doing it um, the only reason why I do it sometimes is when you fast travel, you get a small cutscene of Spider-Man in the subway, mm-hmm. and they're different each time. Nice. Um, there's like obviously a finite amount of them, but like one of them I've seen is like Spider-Man's like sitting down on his phone, and like the person next to him has fallen asleep with like their head on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's one where like Spider-Man's sitting down, and a dude in like a Spider-Man costume is like sitting next to him, and he's kind of just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, <laughs> um, they're really really cute. That's uh, awesome. 
I think they nail the tone of Spider-Man really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I really, really like... Uh, it's a really fun and colorful and, for the most part, pretty lighthearted game. Um, which is wild because you do get to a point in that game. It's around the time where they introduce Miles Morales as a character. Mm-hmm. Where, like, shit got heavy. Like, there's, like... And I won't ruin anything, but there's definitely, like, a thing that happens probably, like, six hours, five, six hours into the main story. Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, oh, this is, like, really dark as far... Or, like, at least, like, very, like, very real. Very real in a very scary way. And, like, oh, this could happen. Like, yeah. And it's just it's just fucked up. And I was just like, whoa, that's a big tone shift. Yeah. Um, But it's good. Mary Jane's really good in the game. She's very, like, very much her own person. Um, yeah. and the, the segments where you play as her are, they're okay. They're like kind of iffy stealth moments, but mm-hmm. I like that they give her agency in the game that way. That's cool. Um, the only thing, the thing that I have a problem with so far is Spider-Man has always been very pro cops. And mm-hmm. this is the thing that I don't think would have bothered me five, 10 years ago. Cause I wouldn't mm-hmm. have even thought about it really. Yeah. But, um, because I think Spider-Man, Spider-Man as a story has also always been, as much about New York as it is about Spider-Man. Right. Like it's always Spider-Man works with the, like with the local authorities and he works with the people in the city. And it's always like, there's always this tone of like Spider-Man relying on the people of the city and like the good people of New York. Right. To also help him. That's in most Spider-Man stories. And I like that because I think it's really cool. Um, I really enjoy that. What is weird is, and maybe this will change as I get farther in the game, but like two things. So I mentioned the radio towers that you fix um, throughout the game that give you like map like details. Mm-hmm. So in the game, that's an Oscorp thing, and those towers are like citywide surveillance. So everyone seems really chill, especially Spider Man, with New York City having like a hyper invasive surveillance that just knows like where everyone is mm-hmm. and you like you, you basically tap your suit into it so that you can and i get it as a gameplay thing you tap your suit into it so that you can be like aware of crimes happening nearby yeah but it's like oh new york is in this like this nanny state or like this like really invasive police state where like they know everything that's going on in the city mm-hmm. and that's just wild because that is that's like a, there's a company called Palantir that was doing that in New York for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, might still be doing it, but it's just wild because like everyone seems really okay with this surveillance state. Yeah. And it's, it's just wild um, to me. Um, and then the other part of that is just like, yeah, man, like Pete, Pete loves the cops and <laughs> Pete's a real straight laced dude. And um, God, what was it? Like you go come across like, like thugs or like groups of like people up to no good and like you beat them up and web them up and whatever. Yeah. And people be like, uh, taking out drug dealers is my anti-drug. Um, and like, and it's so weird because it's like, and I think that they talked about this on waypoint briefly, but it's just like, it is. Pete is so naive and he always acts in good faith. Yeah. That there is this level of like, I'm this white dude and crime is crime and crime is bad versus Pete understanding like the problems with the, the problems with drug, with drug dealers or with like people selling drugs that are related to race and Mm -hmm. ethnicity in cities like New York Mm -hmm. and like cops like stop and frisk stuff in New York and like all of these things that are like 
really shitty and like not that all cops are bad right. but just bad shit that cops do in a yeah. place of power and position yep and the game hasn't really spoke to that yet so i'm hoping it does at some point because right now sometimes i do shit and i'm just like you're like, Ugh. it just feels weird. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. Again, like five, ten years ago, I don't think I would really think about it. Right. But it's just like, it's such a, and I, and I think early on when you're fighting like Fisk, you come across some cops that are like bad. Like they were working with Fisk all along. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, that's it. Like they don't ever talk. It's like, oh, these are some corrupt cops. But there's no like talking about like the fact that that's not how that usually works. It's just like cops wrongfully going after people. Mm-hmm. And to me, that would be interesting as mission stuff. It would be, like, if yeah. you If you showed up to, like, oh, here's a crime going on, and when you show up, it's just like, oh, no, this is, like, this cop doing some shit. Yeah. And, like, web up a cop. I don't fucking know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's, a, there's a couple of the same types of missions, like car chases, or, like, this car has overturned in an accident, and these bad guys are all around it, and this car is going to explode. So uh, somebody posted on Twitter, one of them was, like, a cop paddy wagon. Yeah. So there was, like, inmates all around who were, like, trying to escape that you've beaten up. And they had, like, you can web people to surfaces, like the wall or the floor. Mm-hmm. So Pete had, like, in the midst of fighting, webbed, uh, like, a convict to the paddy wagon. And so when those missions, like, once you've beat everyone up, the end of those uh, little side missions are usually pull whoever is in the driver's seat up. And then someone who has been thrown from the car, like, who was in the car, you pull them and the car explodes behind you. Mm-hmm. So... When this happens and it's a paddy wagon, uh, this happens and it explodes and it's just like all the fucking convicts just like still like on the truck, in the truck, around the truck, and you've just saved the two cops. And so someone was like, oh, yo, Pete the feds, y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just stuff like that, yeah, that. Yeah, Like, I understand what they were going for and I understand like Pete is really naive. I'm hoping the inclusion of Miles Morales in the game that miles maybe addresses it at Mm -hmm. some point um because that would that would make sense i think it actually makes total sense if you have pete be ignorant of this shit as just like a nerdy white dude and then miles maybe has to like enlighten him a little bit Mm -hmm. um i think that's actually more interesting than like pete being aware of it the whole time yeah i think so too but i think so much of it is built into mechanics they wanted to have in the game to explain why a mission happens this way or whatever else right um that it, even if they, that conversation happens, it's not like those those objectives or those missions go away. Right. Um, so it's weird. It's like Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. It's my favorite superhero. But in 2018, making a Spider-Man game that is so clear cut about the role of cops and also like surveillance, uh, like citizen surveillance, as well as um, like people committing crimes just being like, bad like if pete wants to stop people if he's like i'm gonna come in here and stop them and if i have to beat him up i'll beat him up and stop them mm-hmm. but him commenting on like this is a wrong thing and i'm making it right just yeah. feels so weird yeah like, i really yeah. hate it um but otherwise that game's real good i definitely suggest it because it's it's fun as shit yeah i i really want to play it and brendan's like who do you know that can give you a code and i'm like i'm not gonna do that but if anybody wants to give me a code to spider-man i'll definitely take it but yeah i really i really want that game i'm not saying that we can be bought with game review code but we can (laughs) it's true it's true it's true Mm -hmm. no 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 ethics in gaming here none none whatsoever we are but a little itty bitty baby podcast Mm. and anything that we can get for free is money that we can save uh 
If you give me a free punch in the dick, I'll be like, punch in the dicks are great. <laughs> <laughs> They're fantastic. You can punch Ruben in the dick, not me. I got a punch in the dick. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> and if you use if you use the code Magical Boys, you can get five percent off a of punch in the dick. <laughs> That's offer code Magical Boys. <laughs> Magical Boys. I'm gonna punch myself in the dick right now. Oh, <laughs> oh, god, I love it so good, so much fun. Fucking, then I get my two cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a couple pennies. <laughs> Fucking sick. That's sponsored life. That's sponsored life. Mm. Right there. Mm. 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 One day, get that sponsored life. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I can afford the good bread. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, the I, soft toilet paper yeah. that don't cut my butt up. Yeah, mm. I can't wait till I'm able to maybe afford to go to Whole Foods and buy a whole uh, carton of orange juice. Ugh, just imagine wiping once. Oh, God. Woo! Ooh, that sponsored life. <laughs> Get some wet wipes. Mm. Mm. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's it as far as, as, far as what I'm playing. That's what all. you watching? That's all. What you watching? What's all, what am I watching? I'm watching Kari Kano right now. Hell yeah. His and her circumstances. That's right. Um, it was kind of spur of the moment. I don't know if I'll keep watching it because I, I love it, but it's just like a matter of I don't have a good way to watch it. There are some ripped episodes up on YouTube right now. Yeah. And I think Stars has it, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to just go out and buy Stars all of a sudden. No. Um, DJ has offered to let me borrow one of his box sets. I have two of them. So, <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you haven't ever read or watched Kari Kano or his and her circumstances, um, well, so it's funny. My, my girlfriend was like, I want to draw some like shoujo stuff tonight, maybe. So maybe I want to watch like a shoujo to get in the mood. And so we mentioned, we decided to watch, um, his and her circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that manga is good. The like I read that good. manga, not all of it, but like the first couple volumes when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the few times where I'm like, the anime is maybe better. Um, yeah. the, the anime is just like really funny. It's really buck wild. The anime is it's really direct- great. It's directed by Hideaki Anno, who did Neon Genesis Evangelion, mm-hmm. which sounds really weird, but the direction is it's great. So, it's so good. Like, the tone is... The tone of the anime is perfect. It's punchy enough and still very dramatic all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Yukino Miyazawa is, like, one of my favorite characters of all time. She's such good trash. Mm-hmm. I love just what a shitty person she is. Yeah, I'm trying to actually f- figure out. So this, okay, so this is after he worked on Evangelion. As yeah, well. this is after Ava. This is after Ava, and it was Ava before, was like 95, 96, and it was before. What was the next project they did? The next big thing they did after Ava was it? Ugh, I mean, Gainax did a bunch of stuff. It was definitely before Gurren Lagann. Yeah, it was be before Gurren. Really yeah, big ones. Um, but basically, um. That was when they had, like, the least amount of money, like, coming off of Ava. And mm-hmm. when you get further into the anime, um, it gets to the point to where it's just, like, voiceovers and, like, stills. That is some... That's definitely some Ano shit, though, because that's, yeah. that's how Ano basically did the last couple episodes of Ava, because they ran out of money, more or less. Yeah, and that's... The same kind of thing happened with uh, Kare Kano as well. But I think with the story like Kari Kano, something like that lends itself well to that type of story. So I didn't even mind it so much because I felt like it actually served the narrative really well. Also, if you like, it's certainly not as like crazy as Utena is, mm-hmm. but like, uh, Ano, 
Anna, I want to say Anna worked on some Sailor Moon. Um, Ikuhara definitely did. Oh yeah, Ikuhara um, directed quite a bit. all of season three. But Ikuhara and Anno were like contemporaries and friends. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because Kari Kano, the direction of it, almost reminds me, it doesn't remind me of Utena, but it has things in it that make me think of Utena because it's so weird. The mm-hmm. direction is so very similar to Evangelion. Yeah. Um, which is what, which is really weird. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also just very funny. Yeah. Uh, it's really good though. Like it's really, really good. And the main characters are great. Um, yeah. And yeah, Yukino is like, the best character. Yeah. Um, the the dub is very good. Yeah. The, du- the, the old dub's fucking good. It's really, really good. Um, it has some of the, the voice cast from... The original voice cast from Pokemon is uh, like the voice of Misty. And Jesse is the mm-hmm. voice of Yukino Miyazawa. I'm pretty sure it's the same person that's um, Yukino Miyazawa and uh, Jesse and Ash. So it's... She does such a good job. It's really really good um she, her performance as yukino is great yeah so if you're looking for like a good kind of fluffy but also like dramatic shoujo manga to watch or shoujo anime to watch um it's really good mm-hmm. it's really really good yeah and that's all that you're watching at the moment uh, yeah i haven't really been terrace house i've, I've ran out of episodes of terrace house mm-hmm. so i'm not watching terrace house anymore and i haven't really jumped back into I'm going to start watching The Good Place. I had watched a couple episodes. Yeah. And it was, like, a little bit too twee for me, even though I liked it. Mm-hmm. But all my friends said, said that it gets really interesting and really good and kind of backs off how incredibly twee the first couple episodes are. Um, um, and for those of us that don't know what that means, what does twee mean? Twee, like, twee to me is always, like, like overly precious. Mm-hmm. Like, excessively, like like, overly quirky and precious and, like... Just, like, really kind of in love with how weird it is. Yeah. Um, and it just always feels really disingenuous to me. Right, right. Um, but supposedly that show gets really good. And I've seen clips from episodes further on where I'm like, this is legit super funny. Yeah. So, um, and I love Kirsten Bell. Yeah, so. she's great. Um, or Kristen Bell. Huh. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Kirsten Dunst. I'm, I made a baby <laughs> of the two of them. <laughs> Um, but for me, in terms of what I'm watching, I'm still very much watching uh, Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City. Um, I don't want to start the new one until I finish this one. And don't. Like, don't start it. This one's good. Mm-hmm. I said don't, because yeah. Boys and Girls in the City is good. Yeah, so. it's really good. Um, so, if you follow me on social media, I have an ongoing Terrace House thread. Basically starting from the point where Uchi and, um, and Minori finally kiss for the first time yeah they're really cute yeah it basically that thread started from there and it's i've just been adding to it as it's as the show has gone on and i finally got to where um to where hansan is on the show and we talked about hansan before and i was like and you're and you're like oh he's really hot he's really hot he's great he's great and i'm like okay and then i then when we got there i was expecting him to look differently than the way that he actually looks and i was like I don't know. And then there was a scene of him wearing him wearing this fucking hat. And I'm like, oh, he's great. He's very cute. And like, he has his shit together. And it's, it's like, really nice. I like him a lot. Hansan's just like, so put together. Yeah. Um, 
and so calm and so collected and like just so much better than everyone else. Oh yeah, he's better. He's better than everyone else in that house. And he's like in a relationship and shit. Yeah. And like he's surrounded by hot people, and he's just like, yeah, no, I'm cool. I'm just here to like work on my architect shit mm-hmm. and have a good time, and have fun. But then he's also never there because he's constantly working. Right. He's always, he's just there for like people when they need advice. They go to Hansan, and he's just like, he has a smoke. I mean, he's just very he very gently pushes them in the right direction mm-hmm. without being condescending and it's just very comforting he's a very comforting man yeah he's such such a good man such a good talented man and i love that um like tori chan is like so like in love with him <laughs> like every mm-hmm. time they cut to the panel she's always like hands on the sides of her face and smiling like oh hansan like every time it's so cute it's it's really really great yeah. Um, it's funny because I'm reading, I came across a BuzzFeed article that has like, what are they doing now? Um, and it's pretty cute because there's some stuff happening that I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I won't say anything because I don't want to ruin anything for yeah, you. Yeah, I heard something about Makoto and I'm like, I need to find the receipts. I need to see them. Which which one is Makoto? I can't remember. Makoto's Makoto a baseball was. boy. Oh my God, Makoto. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Cause I I'm heard looking. that he was gay for play is what I heard. Oh, that's what I heard. Okay, yeah, that's not that's not in this BuzzFeed article. <laughs> I heard that he was gay for pay. That's what I I heard. Apparently, uh, it's somewhere buried in the um, Terrace House subreddit. So I'm gonna go do some digging because Makoto was very cute. Uh, what Hansan? Don't uh, I won't say anything. Don't. It's good. It's so good. Okay, okay it's good. All right, that's good. I, I, imagine. Okay, you know Hansan's already successful and great. Well, after Terrace House, he's even, like, more following his dreams. He's just, he's too good. Perfect. That's what I, that's the kind of shit that I want to hear. Um, other than that, I'm still watching, I'm watching My Hero, and it's mm-hmm. good. Very much enjoying that show a lot. I, it, I just, it just makes me happy. It, I love that it comes on Saturdays, and especially if I'm off from work, it's like having Saturday morning cartoons to watch again. So mm. it's so great to have that show to look forward to every weekend. And um, I finally started watching Cells at Work. It's so cute and good. It's really cute. Yeah. Like, like that, I really, first, really like that, that first episode up. was like, whoa. Uh, yeah, it gets intense. Yeah. Like, parts of it for sure get intense, but it's very, very cute. It's, cu- it's cute. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, so that's what, that's all that I've been watching. And, mm. um, yeah, I guess we can... Oh, I... So I will say that I've also watched. I just saw a movie with my fiance. I oh, don't like a date. I don't. Yeah, we went on a date. Well, no, I guess not really a date because I went with him and his family. Um, but his family loves scary movies, and I am not a fan of scary movies. Like Uh-oh. I don't like to spend money to get scared. So, but it's okay. So we watched The Nun this weekend. Oh my god! <laughs> it was not good. It doesn't look like it it's wasn't good. good. Like, yeah, I was expecting to be like scared shitless, but I really, but I really wasn't. And no, it looks, it looks, it looks like it's like some jump scares, maybe, it, but otherwise, it looks yeah, really yeah. It was mostly jump scares. Um, yeah, but uh, the so going back to Terrace House, but this also correlates to scary movies. Um, what I don't like about scary movies, I don't like gory movies. Like, I can't, like, I can't handle it. Like, I can do, like, gory, like, animated things and bloody video games, but, like, I can't 
do live action stuff. So like even sometimes when I, when I watch Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, ooh, too much like blood, like quote unquote blood. Um, Cause that shit looks fucking real. And I have a way too hyperactive of an imagination. And I'm like, ah, like I can't deal with it. So mm-hmm. it was bugging me for a while that when I started watching Tara's house, I was like, where have I seen Tori Chan before? Where have I seen her before? She's been in something. She's been in something that I have seen. And mm-hmm. what it was, it was this movie called Tag that's on Netflix. And she's like, like a, like she's plays like a, like a high school girl. And I just remember this because it was like, they were, I guess they were going on a field trip and they were all on this bus together. And they're like, what's that, what's that noise in the sky? And then all of a sudden you see like the bus, the top of the bus getting chopped off. And all of the girls, except for Tori Chan's characters, um, all their heads are chopped off. And it's just blood going everywhere. (laughs) And I'm like, this is a lot for me. Can't watch this. And the reason why I know what this is is because my fiance's cousin's boyfriend's mom was like, I'm watching this really fuck like fucking crazy movie do you want to see and she was like watching it on her phone and she's like look at this shit it's wild and it was this japanese movie that had tori chan in it and i'm like oh my god this is so bloody and crazy i will not be watching this this is too much so like that's Mm -hmm. yeah i can't do with all like the gore and bloody stuff i don't like scary movies in general i can do like suspense thrillers i can do things that have jump scares but like the blood i can't do the blood can't see the blood mm-hmm. yeah i don't um none of that stuff really ever bothers me i don't know why it does because i can like handle it in video games and shit like i don't know why like live action stuff just like ah can't handle it mm. Mm. i don't know i'm just a little bitch boy when you posted that photo i was like I, I it is funny that it was a horror movie because i was like the only thing i could think it looked like was like each of the killer <laughs> and i was like <laughs> okay yeah i don't know that would be really intense for tori chan to be mm-hmm. but yes but yeah um, um but yeah that october 9th is new season of the new there more uh, more terrace house rather. okay is it yeah, like on a, so. is it on a break no it's just i think i don't think it's on a break in japan i just think that uh, netflix, netflix doesn't bring over doesn't bring all of it over because i'm pretty sure uh, there's a terrace house subreddit um and i think they were someone just like mentioned like terrace house episode 32 and the last episode that is on netflix is 24 mm. so i think netflix japan it's probably coming out like normal like normal tv yeah um but usually they wait for a whole season to be done to uh air it here Got so it. october 9th i get to continue my stories okay good to know good to know but uh i guess that concludes our what are we playing what are we watching section so we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna talk about that tokyo game show shit Oh, shit. Oh, shit. back and we're talking about some tokyo game show shit oh snap all the way from japan yeah and we're not there we're but... yeah we're not there we are here in the united states but if someone wanted to send us to japan yeah to cover yeah send us to japan 
Send us to Japan. We have no credentials. Yeah, we have zero credentials. We'd love to go. Please. Would really, really enjoy that. It's like, do you guys speak Japanese? No. No, sure don't. No, but I just want to go touch the new games. I, I do. I want to look at the new games. I want to, like, see the new games. And I just want to be in Japan. DJ, they're bringing Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles to PS4 and Switch. I don't think anybody asked for this, nobody, but I am very happy about nobody it. Nobody asked for this. Like, I don't <laughs> know of anybody that asked for this. It's 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 fine. I feel like I feel like along I feel like maybe when the Switch came out, I feel like I said to a friend somewhere that was like, "Oh, Crystal Chronicles would be pretty dope on this." Cuz I liked Crystal Chronicles cuz it was basically like the Final Fantasy version of um uh uh oh, what's the fucking gauntlet so it's kind of yeah. like gauntlet in a way mm-hmm. except someone has to hold the bucket the entire time and fuck that i'm not holding the goddamn bucket <laughs> fuck that what if what if they have a new feature that's just like auto bucket where like there's a cpu controlled moogle that'll just like carry the bucket great <laughs> great and then, and then and then we'll probably kill you because it doesn't carry it where you need it to carry it that's probably likely what, what would happen but fuck the bucket i refuse to carry the bucket back in the day player. with not the GameCube player. and the GBA link cables and all that bullshit and all my friends are like someone's got to carry the bucket and I'm like it's not gonna be me and then all my other like asshole friends are like I'm not down. carrying the bucket and I'm like well I guess I have to be the fucking bucket bitch so you can put the bucket down but then like you still you, have to pick it up and move it but you're like, I'm engaged in this fight right now. Bucket down. Everyone, do do the damn thing. And then you just pick it back up and go. I don't want to pick it up. Just not a team player. Just not a team I'm player. I'm a team player. I'm going to lead us to victory. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to ask I'm gonna ask people on interviews and be like, if you've ever played Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, would you carry the bucket? Do you carry the bucket? And they're like, no. I'm like, cool. You can't work here because you're not a team player. Ah! Everyone's gonna die from the miasma because Yikes. you won't carry a bucket. Oh, fuck that! It's like, oh no, I need to be, I need to be able to cast twenty four seven. I can't carry a bucket. Yeah, that's right. Get out of here. That's right. I have magic. Get the fuck cast. out of here. The fuck Get out of here with this fuck. bucket. I'm not doing it. There's not even enemies around. Sometimes carry the fucking bucket. No. I don't want to. <laughs> well, I guess if we play, because I'm sure it'll have online play. Yeah. I guess I'll have to carry the fucking bucket. No, Nigel's gonna fine. carry the bucket. Nigel's, Nigel's going to, to do it. <laughs> make Nigel carry the bucket. Yes. Why would we do this to Nigel? Because he's like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Oh my god. I'm like, yeah, you can carry the bucket. I'm not going to do it. Oh my god. I'm oh happy to play god. with you, but I'm not carrying it. I refuse. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have a fun time. It'll be great for be everyone so fun, else. It's be so fun. <laughs> but yeah, nobody asked for this, but I'm down. Like, I'm still wondering if we're going to... Well, I guess because we're not really getting the quote-unquote virtual console on Switch. But it would be cool to see more GameCube games come to the console. I think it'd be perfect for it. I mean, yeah, but they're never they're never going to put... They're not going to put GameCube games on any sort of VC ever. Yeah. Because they, it's like... GameCube is still... I mean, it's old as fuck, but it's still like young enough that they can easily do what they're doing with this. True. Which is make a remastered version sure. and sell it for 30 or $40. Which is fine. I would buy Super Mario Sunshine HD. Absolutely. I wouldn't, because that game's bad. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> Delfino Bay is good. That game is bad. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't played it in uh, 10, 8 years? 
So maybe I can appreciate it in a different way now. I mean, I beat it. I, it. I guess I was just committed. I didn't beat it because it was bad. I, I was committed to it. Because I, too, like everyone else, was like, fuck this stupid water pack. Fuck it. It's dumb. I hate it. But then when you had the levels that you had to do where you didn't have the water pack, you're like, man, sure did wish I had that fucking water pack to get me through this fucking puzzle. <laughs> the only thing that would make me think going back to it, going back to it could be interesting is I've watched speedruns. Mm-hmm. And the mobility in that game is pretty wild yeah. because of the water pack. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting really efficient at using it to like blast your levels sounds fun. But um, I can always just go back and play Galaxy because Galaxy is like so good. Yeah, that's something you could also do. Which it's oh a it, which it's a better game. It is Galaxy is a much better game. It is like one hundred percent a better game. Yes. Yeah. We both agree. Like I still Galaxy. I still feel like. I don't know if I like Galaxy or Odyssey more. To I be like honest. I like Odyssey more than Galaxy just because it's like Odyssey is more akin to Mario sixty four, and that was like for me that was like I just remember like handing in my report card to my mom and being like, "You told me that if I made A's and B's, and I made all A's and one B, that you would buy me a Nintendo sixty four." Mm-hmm. And Mario 64. And she was like, a deal's a deal. Tell your dad to take your ass to KB Toys and get that Nintendo 64 or whatever. Go to Electronic Boutique. Yeah, go yeah, go to Babbage's <laughs> and get you a <laughs> get you a Nintendo 64. Uh <clears throat> Galaxies, you know what you know what it is? It's it's uh I think Odyssey is a better rounded game mm-hmm. because for the most part Odyssey is just really fun. Mm-hmm. And then the after game content is what I like from Mario. Yeah. Where it's just like it doesn't it doesn't need to all be that. I want it to ramp into it. Mm-hmm. But like the after game content is that really precision platforming yep. kind of difficult Mario. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Galaxy was all of that. Was all of that. Like yeah, Galaxy I agree. Galaxy was all about being a precision Mario platformer. 100%. And it ramped up in difficulty, but it was like Everything was that type of level, mm-hmm. whereas I think Odyssey is more just about like being kind of fun and silly, yeah. um, and then occasionally having like really buck wild hard levels. I agree. I 100% agree with that. Absolutely. Um, but they're both good. Bring those games to Switch so that I can actually get rid of my Wii U. Ugh. Mine's just sitting there. I'm just like, yeah, oh. but I'm I'm like so like I <laughs> I posted this in our in our Discord. In the Magical Boys Discord, which is so cute and awesome. We love all of you so much that are in our Discord. Um, I went to GameStop mm-hmm. because I was going to get Dragon Quest. <laughs> Trade in some games. And I was like, these are all the games that I have on Switch now. And games that I know that I'm never going to play again. So, let me trade these in. I traded in 10 games. I got $41.50. Mm. Mm. and i was like you know what i almost you know what no i don't because i don't need two copies of the same games so <laughs> i just like man fucking god damn it GameStop. anyway um that's, but that's when i go to like to trade in my wii u and they're like here's ten dollars for your yeah, wii u. He, yeah here's here's a fucking like five dollar gift card to mcdonald's maybe get yourself a happy meal <laughs> I mean, I'd do it, though. <laughs> I mean... I'd eat, I'd eat that double cheeseburger. I wouldn't. I would eat that double cheeseburger. I'm that, so that, that Wii U's not doing anything for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm not going to get rid of it until 
they say that they're going to port Tokyo Mirage Sessions over to the Switch mm, mm-hmm. because I didn't finish that game, but it's also very good. Until they port all of these Zelda games over to mm-hmm. the Switch because Twilight Princess and still Wii U. Yep. Uh, Wind Waker is still Wii U. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's like some Zelda games. I'm just like, no, just port those, and then I'll get rid of the the, uh, the Wii U. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Let's Go has a special edition coming out, and it's too cute. It's really adorable. It's got an Eevee that and a Pikachu on it. Eevee, love it. And I love that the Joy-Con colors like the, like either the left one is Pikachu and the right one's Eevee. It is weird though because it's like it's like a yellow, like a Pikachu yellow, and then a kind of like. Eevee, kind of like peanut butter, kind of gold color. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, those... I get the theming, but that doesn't look good. <laughs> it could have just been Pikachu, and it would have been fine. I think if it was just one of the colors, mm-hmm. it would have been fine. And I get what they were doing, yeah. because it's like the Eevee and the Pikachu are on like the left and right sides, right. and the controllers match the colors. Right. But it just like... It's like it's like getting dressed and being like, I'm going to wear this purple and this slightly different purple. Yikes. <laughs> and it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fashion mess, but it's very cute. It is very cute, and if you haven't purchased a Nintendo Switch yet, that's a good thing to jump in on this holiday season. You know, you know, next Zelda game they're gonna make a fucking Zelda version of this. Oh yeah, absolutely they are. And, and you know, it's gonna have it's gonna have gold controllers or some shit. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be good. But I, what I, what I do wish at least like for those of us that already own the Switch systems that they would just release the Joy-Con separately. Mm-hmm. So that those of us that already own it but want the Joy-Con could have it. But it release some stickers so I can just put those stickers yeah, on sticker my Switch or something. That's all it is. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm cool with like a sticker or something like that. But uh, release yeah, that'd be good. new backplates for the Switch. Yeah, like a 3DS. I'm down. I really, I really hope that they bring back um, Nintendo Badge Arcade uh, from the 3DS yes. to the Switch, yeah. so you can have like super cute like themes for your Switch. That was cute. That rabbit was trying to make me spend money, but it was cute. Yeah, and I love that they added um, the rabbit from Nintendo Badge Arcade as an assist trophy in Smash Brothers. Oh my god. Which is hilarious. That rabbit's trying to sell me shit. Um, um, Because the theme that I had on my 3DS is, and I still have it on my current 3DS, is the Dreamcast theme. Uh And it plays um, one of the... It plays the... um, You played Fantasy Star Online, Yes. No, not really. Yikes. Are you are you, yeah. are you kidding? Are you being serious? Mm, yes, I'm being serious. Okay. <laughs> I'm so I played Cannon Spike. I I played both of those games. I'm very sorry for is you that Cannon you didn't Spike? play that you didn't play Fantasy Star Online because it is so good. But anyway, that's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah, never played so the so the the music that plays on the Sega Dreamcast theme in the 3DS is the song in Fantasy Star Online for when you are in like the the little hub world before you go do your missions for that game and it is so good and when you turn on the 3ds it makes the startup sound effects that the dreamcast does like when you put your vmu in like the, yeah. the, the system like, I do like ramp, that. Ramp, ramp, it makes all those noises and i'm like <laughs> okay but does it have a background from blue stinger or <laughs> It doesn't have a background for Blue Stinger or Cannon Spike. <laughs> Blue Stinger was so bad. It was so bad. There's so many bad games. It, did, it didn't have a theme games. for Dynamite Cop either. Techromancer. What a bad, good game. Techromancer's a bad, good fighting game. It is. You want to also is a bad, good fighting game? P- Plasma Sword. 
Plasma Sword is a bad game. I thought you were going to say Power Stone. I was about to smack you Are on you the screen. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Power Stone's a good, good Power game. Power Stone is a perfect game. Bring Power Stone needs to come to the Switch. That's what they need to do. Because... Reggie. The... Reggie. Reggie? And Reggie? Bill? Bill? And now the new head of fighting games at Capcom? Oh, yeah. Who's the who's the head Monster of Monster Hunter, Hunter before? Yeah. 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 Like, make, that, make that a reality. On Switch. Yeah, so like I'm so like speaking of that, we might as well, well jump to that real quick. I'm like bittersweet about that because as much as like Omno has made not great choices when it comes to Street Fighter and releasing Capcom fighting games over the past ten years, mm-hmm. I love him. He I've met him twice, and he is like the nicest person. Oh, he seems he seems great. He's so nice. And so yeah, wonderful. He seems real great. But, but Marvel vs. Capcom was but bad. But Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was bad. They, they ruined one of my favorite fighting games. Series. And Street Fighter 4 was eh. And Street Fighter 5 <laughs> is eh. eh. But like it's I think fighting games have stepped up in the past two years. Mm-hmm. And it's just Street Fighter's not gonna get away with what it was. And I think I think people saw Street Fighter and MVC faltering, and they're like, oh, now's the time to come for the crown. Mm-hmm. So you have Dragon Ball Fighters, and you have Tekken. Yep. That's incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead or Alive Six comes out February fifteenth, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, like you have all of these things coming out, and all these really good man. I'm so excited about DOA. I love DOA. Uh, yeah, I yeah I love Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive is w- probably my favorite 3D fighter next to Soul Calibur. Like next to Bloody Roar is what you mean. Oh God, that's also such a good game. Bring that back. <laughs> Bloody Roar is good. Bloody Bring Ro- it for the furries. Yeah. Pour one out for the furries. Give us more Bloody Roar. Give me Bloody Roar. I love the one that they released on the GameCube, and they took out all the blood, so I called it Upset Animals. Upset yeah. <laughs> Disgruntled uh, furries. Out of Control Zoo, the game. <laughs> what a good game. What what good games. Angry Vet Visit. Bring back Battle Arena Toshinden. Just do it. Oh. oh. That's a bad Toshinden? game. No. Bushido Blade, though. Bushido Blade, though. So, what's funny um, is that I had a friend growing up that would call it Budisho Blade. Oh, Budisho. Dog, that D's in the wrong place. Yeah. It's not like, I can't pronounce this Japanese word. I get that. If you're like, oh, uh, Bushido, then that's I get that. That's fine. Budisho Blade. But Budisho. And I worked for this uh, like third-party uh, game store that was kind of like trying to compete with GameStop and EB Games. But they also sold hella old school games. It was called Rhino Video mm-hmm. Games. I remember Rhino. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I worked at Rhino Video Games for a while. And and then I also worked at Play and Trade. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but we have a Play and Trade still here in Really? Atlanta. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's uh, on La Vista Road, like right off 285. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so when I was working at um, when I was working at Rhino Video Games, um, and this is in like middle of nowhere, Georgia, and this guy comes in and was like, do y'all have Nabunga's Revenge? And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and he's like, you know, Nabunga. He was like, Nabunga's Revenge. And I'm like, oh, this, this, Homie, this, gen- this gentleman means Nobunaga's Revenge. There's no- <laughs> I'm going to be real bougie about this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say that to him, but I just like laughed on the inside. I laughed in his face, says TJ. You know what? I didn't give a fuck back then. So like, I could have. Um, I mean, I don't give a fuck now, but um, yeah, no fucks, none. I have zero fucks. Speaking of fighting games, yeah. Samurai Showdown. Yep, there's a new one coming out. 
And I don't. I, mm. <laughs> but I loved the the Samurai Showdown games because like they were like super bloody. And see, like I, I was really like played it. So. I was like super into that. Like, do you did you play uh, Capcom versus SNK? Yes. Uh, Nakaruru, the girl with the little Tonto blade and the bird. That's the game uh-huh. that she's from. Uh, was that was that her in the opening? She's like, like, she's like, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, go in a sec, and like, and like takes out the little her little. Knife. That was the only thing I was like, oh yes, because I'm trash. Because <laughs> I was yeah, like, yes, that's not yes, stab me. <laughs> yeah, um, those games are fun, and it looks really good. It looks very much like a th- what what a three D, um, what a three D Samurai Showdown game should look like. And what's cool is that, like, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's kind of, like, doing that, like, brushstroke effect, like... It looks like Street Fighter 4 a little bit. Like, Street Fighter 4 had that, but, like, it's actually done in a way that it actually makes sense because it's going for this, um, it's going for that, like, brush, uh, that Sumie brush-looking style, Mm -hmm. which really serves that, that series well because all, like, the, the character, the 2D character art for those previous games had that kind of uh, style to them as well. So like, I, I, I'll be interested to see more. I'm from down it. with any art style that's not just trying to be photorealistic. Like I think Tekken gets away with it because Tekken did a good job with their designs. But mm-hmm. so I'm down with that. But at the same time, like the breaststroke thing, because Street Fighter's been around for so long, I'm like yeah. a little tired. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, make shit look like a cartoon if you want. <laughs> if you want those thick lines. Yeah. Yeah. I like things that look like cartoons. Those are good. I like things. cartoons. Um. Mm-hmm. We also got uh, oh the the two studios that make uh, Danganronpa, Danganronpa, that those Danganronpas, and the Zero Escape games have formed one studio called Two Kyo Games. So you know they're gonna make some fucking light novel trash, basically. <laughs> Give me that shit. I need to go back and finish um, Danganronpa's version three. Oh my god, <laughs> Danganronpa! I need to. I need to finish that game it's i love those games those danganronpa games are real fun that's um they're like they're like real horny that's my right on that's gonna be my, my right in vote um mm-hmm. when i decide to screw everyone come election season oh my god danganron paul um god i can't find there is this like sort of 2d anime ass mecha game that they keep showing and i feel like titans in the name of it and i was trying to see if like if they t- is it for Switch? No, it's PS4. Because I was gonna say, are you thinking of Damon X Machina? No, because I know okay. what that is. <laughs> yeah, because I know what that game is. Anime mecha game. God, it's it looks really fucking cool, and I'll just I'll have to look at this later because I can't remember the name of it. Is it Virtual On? No, I was just hoping that they talked about it at DGS <laughs> and I missed it, and it's not Virtual yeah. On. But I'll take a Virtual On Switch though. Would love that. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 showed the Big Hero 6 content, which looked really good. Looks good. Also, I'm almost afraid that this game is going to be like 300 hours. Because <laughs> the environment... I'm afraid this game is, I'm afraid this game is going to be like 30 minutes. I don't know. The, we know it's, well, it's, it's not. Like, uh, of course. It's, yeah. 30 minutes before you throw it in the trash, you're just like, I hate this. Right. No, I'm, I'm so down for that fucking bullshit-ass game. Like, I'm... I'm ready because I played the the Aqua game, that like four hour Aqua yeah, like side story game. It was so good. It was fun. I think the combat felt fun. a little floatier than I remember. Kingdom Hearts feeling. A little, it was a little floaty, but yeah. that might just be me like being pickier now. Um, but I liked it. But every time they show an area like that, Big Hero Six area looked big. 
Yeah. Like, it looked like there was a lot going on and that it was, like, a big area. So I'm just like, if each world's going to be that really massive, this game's going to be long? I just... I feel like... Uh, me and uh, my fiancé were talking about this yesterday, and he was saying that, like, is it possible for it to live up to the hype? No. It's, because it's been, like, a million years? No, there's no way. It's, there's, there's, yeah, it's I feel like I feel like no matter how good that game is actually going to be, that no one is going to be satisfied. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm already dreading, and I'm already rolling my eyes at Kingdom Hearts think pieces and Kingdom Hearts hot takes about it, like not being this and it not being that. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, at least we got the damn game finally. It just seems like a waste of time to me where I'm just like, listen, that game is going to come out. It won't live up to the hype because there's no possible way for it there's to. There's no possible way that it can. It's either going to be good or bad. Mm-hmm. And your hot take can be, hey, this game is good or this game is bad. And that's it. It doesn't really need anything else. Yeah, there really isn't anything else that needs to be said about it. Um, That's it. I still don't think that it, that game is real. Like, they keep showing me all these trailers. Um, First, oh, and also, by the way, I hate how the trailers are mixed down. How there's no there's no folly. There's no, like, sound effects. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just voice. It's just voiceover work and music. Yeah, because it, it feels really weird to me. It feels really weird. Like, did y'all forget? I'm like, oh, this was a choice that y'all made. I guess. I mean, I'm still going to play it. I, mean, I just think the trailers are weird. But, um, speaking of, I guess it's not really weird, but something that's pretty cool that's coming out from the folks from the Yakuza team, mm-hmm. we're getting Project Judge. Yes, it's called right now, and I'm I'm super into, I need to finish the Yakuza games, because I have Kiwami and Zero, and I've played a little bit of both, and they're both really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just haven't finished them. But Judge looks cool, because it looks like a mixture, it's like a detective game as well. So it looks like Yakuza mm-hmm. brawling and fighting. It looks faster paced, actually, with mm-hmm. and like Yakuza exploring Japan with all of this sort of like investigation stuff because you're a detective. And I was like, I'm down for yeah. this. I'm down for mm-hmm. like adult ass Phoenix Wright who's going to punch people. Yeah, like I'm really excited about that. The trailer looks really good. The visuals look great. Um, it's cool to see that team doing something else, but that's clearly inspired by what they do with uh with the yakuza series so i'm i'm very excited to play that yeah it looks it looks good also just the yakuza series guys if you like if you like japanese drama stuff like they just nail it it's just it's like watching a good movie and playing some of it mm-hmm. um there's a new space channel 5 vr thing i just want a straight up new space channel 5 game is this like just I, a remake i, I don't I, no, it's like its own like VR thing, okay. but it takes place in a lot of the environments from the first game. Okay, so I feel like they kind of like lifted a lot of the assets from the first game and kind of like res them up a little bit. But it's going to be on PSVR, and I just I can't justify spending another three hundred bucks for a VR headset. No, I'll, that I'm not going to really use. I'll buy a PSVR when someone's like, "Oh, my kids, this made my kid barf." Here, it's on Craigslist for 50 bucks. <laughs> right. Cuz I I, yeah, I know I won't I'm, use it. Yeah. I know that I'm I know that I'm not going to use it. Um and then to kind of round out, I guess is that the last news article after yeah, no, there's two things left. Um so Catherine, Catherine full, full body body body. I hope edition. I hope it's okay. I like that game a lot, but mm-hmm. there's there's some there's some mm-hmm. questions, questionable uh, 
assumptions about the new character and whether or not uh, it's a trans woman. Yeah, I am so worried about this third character. And it would be dope if she's a trans woman, but I don't it would be, think the game will deal with that well. But, but yeah, like, I would love for that representation of having, like, trans characters in, like, a pretty dope-ass game. But considering how bad, like, Atlas is in regards of, like, any kind of, like, queer-related content in any of their games is, it's not very good. It hasn't been good for a while. Like, even though the moment was very short in Persona 5 where you encounter, the like, the, the two gay guys, mm-hmm. it still doesn't make me feel very good. It's still not very good. And I still have mixed feelings about how they handled Kanji Tatsumi in Persona 4. So... I just, I really hope they don't fuck it up. I really hope that they don't. Yeah, I'm. Uh, they probably will. Um, so they I'm, probably just, I'm will. just honestly, I'm just hoping it's something different. I think a lot of people from the trailers were like, "Oh, like it's a trans woman," um, like and made that assumption from the trailers that I watched. And, and maybe there's more that pointed in that direction that I don't remember. But I feel like there wasn't that much. It's just like a prevailing yeah. mm-hmm. prediction. So I'm sort of hoping that it's just not even addressed because I just don't think they're going to do anything good with that. Yeah. But if it is, hopefully it's stressed well. It probably won't be. <laughs> yeah. So I want to play that game and not have to be like, ugh, like feel gross about aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, and then last but not least, to round out our news section for this week, um, there's a new game coming out from uh, Square Enix Left called Left, Left Alive. Alive. It's it's uh, some of the team from like Armored Core, and then some of the team from Metal Gear, like the the designers, I guess, uh, character mm-hmm. designers. Supposedly, you play like it's three different stories where you play as three different characters. Um, mm-hmm. I need to know more about it, but it's definitely my shit. Where it's just like anime, pretty boy, pretty girl, robot shit. It has some Front Mission Three vibes to it. So, yeah, it feels really, really very Front Missiony to me, and. I'm down for that. That looks fun. Give me new front mission on the Switch. That would be great. That'd be great. Give me all these yeah. games, Reggie. Give me, give me all the games that I won't have time to play ever. Uh, TJ, you want to, you want to, want to pivot over to getting some questions? Yeah, let's do that. Let's take another short break, and then we will jump into some questions. And we're back, and we're taking your questions not only from social media, but from our Magical Boys Discord server. And I just, before we move on to the questions, I just want to say, uh, so we've had the the server up for a minute. And the way that we've been doing it, because we just didn't want, um, we didn't want it to potentially get just spammed with randos. So we never made a permanent link to join it. We made like a six-hour expiration link. Um, And then we would just let people kind of know. So the first time we did it, we got some people in there, and it wasn't super active because uh, there just wasn't a lot of people in it. So last week, I think, uh, yeah, last Friday, DJ tweeted out a new invite, and we got so many people that came in and joined, and both DJ and I were just like super emotional. We were talking about it. Um, it's just really cool to make a space for queer nerds to do their thing and have fun and connect with other queer nerds um 
and feel like it's a safe space for them to be nerdy and talk about whatever and, and no one in there is going to, you know, call them slurs or be weird with them, um, yeah. ideally. So uh, I'm just like super, super happy that that's a thing yeah, and that people are having me fun too. in there. And um, that's also a community that like, you know, like me and DJ do this stupid little podcast and we just set up a Discord server. It's the people in there that are making it such a cool space. Um, And hopefully we get more people that come in and make it a cool space. And it just keeps growing and growing and becomes more and more of a cool space for for people to feel safe and be nerdy. Um, So I just want to say thank you to everyone who's joined the Discord and who's been awesome and welcoming and kind and rad and been super trashy in there with us. Um, It's been really fun. Yeah, and if you missed the that um, invitation that went out last Friday, um, I've had a couple of people message me on Twitter saying, are you going to send out another invite code? We definitely will. Um, so just be on the lookout for tweets from the Magical Boys uh, uh, Twitter account, as well as just from our personal Twitter accounts, because we'll just retweet the one from the Magical Boys account. And uh, get in on this action. And we have, like, one or two, like, straight people in there. And they're really cool. And... I made, like, a little addendum to <laughs> our, like, intro section. I was like, hey, um, thank you so much to everybody that's that's in our Discord server. Um, and I noticed that there are a couple of um, cishet folks in here. So, by the way, you are a guest in this space. Mm. You will act accordingly. And if you say some shit that is out of pocket... I mean, this goes for anybody, like, queer or otherwise. Oh, yeah, because queer people can be shitty, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but especially for the cishet folks that are in this in this group, you better be on your P's and Q's, <laughs> because I will boot you from this Discord server so fast, mm-hmm. because you are a guest in this space. This is for queer folks to feel safe. You're You're welcome to hang out with us, absolutely, but, you know, just... Yourself. And uh, <laughs> and I think absolutely, like, um, my assumption for the most part is if you're listening to our podcast and you enjoy it, you'll probably be pretty cool um, as, yep. as a straight person, uh, yep. if that's the case. Uh, but yeah, same for what DJ said. Um, and hey, if you say something stupid and someone wants to take on the emotional work to, like, talk to you about it and set you straight, listen yeah. to them. Um, listen to them. Because that's what that space is about, is yeah. is letting letting uh, queer POC nerds have a place to to just be them and not have to take on that emotional labor. Uh, exactly. So if, if they do that out of the kindness of their hearts, thank them and listen to them. Yeah, you better thank them because <laughs> they don't have to. They don't have to do any of this shit for you. So because I'm I sure as hell will not be. Mm-hmm. I will just I will just block you. So like, goodbye. Yeah, because I don't have the time. But anyway, let's jump into some of these questions. So thanks to everyone in the Discord for providing some more questions for us. And I love that we can kind of ask on the fly and they're at the ready to give us give us some stuff. Let's see. So. What do we got? K-Throne. Yes, we did hear about the studios merging. We just talked about it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, from Quarter Moose, we got a, what are some dream cosplays costumes you'd want to do if money, time, and skill were no issue? Oh, bitch. <laughs> If I had the resources and I didn't have to build any of it myself, I really want to make an M'Baku costume. Oh my god, yeah. 
real bad. Um, I've definitely always wanted to do a uh, berserk costume in his berserk armor, mm-hmm. um, which is really buck wild. Uh, also, just because uh, Aaron and I have talked about doing that as a couple's costume with her as Griffith, um, the worst mm-hmm. person in the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind. Honestly, a lot of the ones I've thought of haven't been that like intense um in general but yeah that's like one mm-hmm. of the ones i've always wanted to do just because it's such a rad design oh i would love yeah, to be able to do a really good conti costume from flcl mm-hmm. just like really like really like that like would be cool built up so the proportions look right um yeah that'd be dope that'd be that'd be really 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 dope um i still want to do this um with with a group of friends um i was talking to my friend Amaris and she cosplays all the time and she's like beautiful and perfect and she can basically cosplay anyone she's and it's gorge. not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, the next time you do a Sailor Moon group cosplay, like, can I just like be Sailor Mars like in drag? Oh my god. Like 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 do it up. Yes, like yes. I would shave, I would paint I would paint, cinch everything. Like I want the whole I want the whole situation. God, you know what? I would actually love to do just because i've seen so many sailor moon groups and they're they're great mm-hmm. but getting just a group of people to be sailor moon like the weekly villains yeah they always have such simple but like really ridiculous like i'm yeah, i was a hairdryer like yeah <laughs> like shit like that so and also because that means like you could have you know a hundred people in the group um, yeah that just that would be fun too so fun yeah that was an excellent question. Thanks, Quarter Moose. Much appreciated. Um, here's another one from K. Throne. What kind of mundane-esque mechanic in games just always makes you happy? For me, I absolutely can't ter- turn down a game with cooking. Not like cooking mama-type cooking, though I love that too, but the cooking in Breath of the Wild or Final Fantasy XV have elevated my enjoyment of those games. Mundane mechanic. I love being able to pet a dog Ugh. in the game. Yeah, petting stuff is good. That's the thing that you can do in Assassin's Creed... I believe. Mm-hmm. Like the latest one you could, right? Yes, in Origins. I think you can pet cats, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's really cool in Spider-Man. If you are, like, walking around on the ground, which is, like, not common in that game, because you're usually, you know, mm-hmm. running on buildings and swinging around, um, the button that's usually the punch button, square, if you're around uh, citizens, you will just, like, salute at them or, like, wave hi or, like, give them, like, finger guns and, they'll, like, take out their cameras and take photos of you and, like, you'll mm-hmm. say little dumb things. Um, it's really, really cute. And that's just a small thing where mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. I should be able to, like, fucking yuck it up with yeah. citizens and be cute. That's, like, part of his deal. Yeah. Um, I love um, little things. Like, especially in Overwatch, I love dance emotes. Yeah. I love when, like, dance emotes are good and are character-specific. So, like, Overwatch is fantastic when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in situations where I often have to play Mercy. So I will just perpetually, like, do her little hustle. Mm-hmm. Like, her little, like white girl auntie dance it's It's like so it's so good um i love i love that and i love um (laughs) i love mora's like industrial like dance emote it's so bad it's like that youtube video of all the goths dancing it's the same yeah it's the same dance it's so good um yeah that's Um, the thing that uh destiny has and it's like it's funny because like it's a space shooty gunman game so it's really i think Mm -hmm. fun that it has you can assign like four different dance moves um to your characters which is fun yeah, um, what I also loved in uh, Shenmue, you could go to the, like little gashapon uh, vending machines and like get little toys, and those like you could actually collect them yes. in the game. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I love little things like that. Like little stuff like that is so fun. 
because especially in a game that's like requires you to be very like active and like pressing lots of buttons and doing lots of things being able to do something very relaxed and like oh i can just like go to a vending machine and get like a little cute in-game figure and collect those is really fun you know it's not not really a mundane thing but i also just like it when games let me romance people in any any fashion whether it's like a mm-hmm. big thing like mass effect or it's just small flirting shit like whatever it is um that's just something i always like think is fun i really love all of the um the uh the stat building things in persona like 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 the ones where you have to like go to the yeah, like in persona 5 you had to go to the batting cages mm-hmm. to kind of help build like dexterity i think it was yes uh-huh um, and I love I love little things like that. Just that that just offers something a little bit different to the, like the primary core just, experience of the game. Like it's a pretty core mechanic to like build up your your hero so that you can like take on certain tasks or do certain things. But doing it in fun ways like that like makes doing those things really enjoyable to me. You know, the uh, some very smart men once said all the small things. Uh, Link One Eighty Two, wow. very wise. Wow. Some wow. very wise white boys. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, so wow. Doing the, the Crash Bandicoot. Wow. 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 Got that video still. It's <sighs> still so good. Uh, all right. From Danger Cloud, if both of you could create a character for Overwatch, what would they look like and what would their abilities in Ultimate be? A black woman. A- <laughs> A fucking black woman. <laughs> like just one. We got a one. I was telling got a DJ before. Hamster. Fucking uh, uh, Rainbow Six Siege has a black woman, and Overwatch does not. Siege has been surprisingly every time they introduce new operators, which are like the classes in that game. Mm-hmm. They've been making it incredibly diverse. I'm very That's impressed awesome. with what they've done with that game. Um, yeah. But yes, a black woman, please. Yeah, she can do anything. Like just fucking a black woman. Like, and I and I talked about and um, pardon me for a moment. I'm gonna no, I'm please gonna go off tangent really quick. So like, I mentioned this on Twitter like a couple of months ago, and I was like, you know what'd be great if there were a black woman in Overwatch, and people were like, well, like Farah and Symmetra. I'm like, all of you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. All of you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, yes. A black woman. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, it's not the same. No. It's not the same thing. And I'm glad there's POC women in there and POC characters in general, but... And I I love that. A black woman. I love that that game is filled with women of color. A black woman. Please. It's like, oh, well, a black... She can do anything. She can do anything. And it's like, no, they put a robot in the game instead. No, they put a robot in the game. You're playing a robot, not a black woman. No, she just a black made it. girl That's it. built the robot, which is she's so not dope, even. And I love that. Yeah, she's but she's not even in, in it. In, yeah, she like she, which is fine because like I wouldn't want to shoot a black child in the game anyway. For so, sure. So like, like put a put a black woman in Overwatch, please. It's like it's like if somebody was like it's like if you could play as like Torbjorn's turret and people were like, oh well, it's a Swedish guy. I'm like, no, it's his turret. <laughs> like you're not playing yeah. as him. Yeah. Exactly, but um, yeah. Um, there have been some people that are on, on like on like 
DeviantArt and ArtStation that have come up with really dope concepts for characters. Um, there was one that was a healer character that was like a snake charmer. Mm-hmm. And the design was so good. Like, look it up. Like, look up, like, fan-made Overwatch snake charmer character. It was really cool. And there was a recent art uh, posting that someone made of, um, like, of a character that was like wheelchair bound that was really dope mm-hmm. there was one that the character was blind which was really cool and there was another one where a character was deaf i think too it was really cool the concepts were so dope and the designs were sick so like people have been coming up with some really cool ideas that i really hope that blizzard pays attention to and either hires those people to help bring those designs to life or like consult with them or consult with people that are like differently able to make some more characters that are that are like really different and unique because that game shines with how beautiful and like diverse of character play styles and just character backgrounds and origins that they have in the game. And they can continue to push that further. And also if you're going to put more women in the game, let's actually play with more body types and let them all have to be beautiful hourglass shapes. Mm -hmm. That would help too. That'd be great. Yeah. I would like to see none of the women really have a silhouette that isn't even like, uh, Playing the game, playing as Brigitte more. Brigitte is skinny. Like yeah. they make her look um, armor. Armor is not a body type. Yeah, they make her look bulky because of the armor, and like her arms are maybe a little bit bigger than some characters. Mm-hmm. But if you look at her waistline in that game, she's small. She has a snatched little waist. It's very small. So I'm just just mm-hmm. saying, like we should be able to have women that look like Roadhog in that game. Zarya is a step in the right direction. Yes, the one absolutely one because. Blizzard does not know what May's body type is. It's like just like yeah, they don't. Um, also, like Symmetra and Farah, they have noses that aren't just button noses, and I appreciate yeah. that because usually every yeah. fucking girl has a button nose. Um, yeah. DJ, I do know. I feel like your black woman character, her ultimate, would be um, voting for good candidates to save everyone else's fucking ass from bad yeah. decisions. Honestly, yeah, the ultimate is just listen to black women. Listen to black women because. Look at, like, every voter turnout and what happens if you don't listen to black women. <laughs> Look at what happens. You get this shit. You get this bullshit. This bullshit right now. Look at what happens. Black, black women like, she lead could, the like, way every time. She, every she time. could honestly be anything. Anything. Just put a black woman in the game. That's it. Mm. What about you? What would you like to see? I honestly don't know. That's such an open question that I get almost, like, choice paralysis from it. Um, yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, they always... They talked about how... Uh, Jetpack Cat was an idea early on, and I mm-hmm. would love something like Jetpack uh, Jetpack Cat. Um, but we already have, I don't know, like a horny robot. All right, that's it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just give me because be- what is Zenyatta not horny enough for you? Uh, Zen- no, he's like a man of the cloth, not like the well, Catholic cloth, but you know what I mean. Like he's <laughs> he's devout, and then Bastion like can't even talk. Um, like, I feel like I would masturbate using Bastion, because he's not a, <laughs> I mean, like, because <laughs> he's very utilitarian. Right, like, just make right. me a horny robot. Then yeah. I'm just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> it's the future. It's true. Give me it's an Omnic I want to fuck, and that would, I think, that would want to fuck me back. <laughs> because sometimes I'm like, Zenyatta, okay, like, maybe I'd fuck Zenyatta. But, like, he doesn't seem interested in that. Wow. He seems above it. Give me a horny robot. And then his ultimate would be uh, everyone gets yeah. too horny and is stunned for like five seconds. 
<laughs> it's very OP. They'd have to nerf it. Oh my Jesus fucking Christ. Um, okay, let's let's see what other questions we have because we have some good ones that are in here. Um, let's see. What are your opinions on false MMO games like Dot Hack and Sword Art Online games? <laughs> false profits. Also, any rec- fa- yeah, false profits. Fake games. Fake. It's bullshit. We've talked about Sword Art Online on the show many of times. Fuck that. That genre Fuck it. in anime is overrun. I don't, I don't have any problem with it in games because yeah, it's like, yeah. I think a meta narrative in a game is fine if you do something interesting with it. Which I think the old dot uh, hack, the old dot hack games did do interesting stuff with the fact that mm-hmm. it was a game in a game. But otherwise, to me, it's like such a unless you really make it core to the story stuff, it's such a not thing, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I'm it's a, if it's a good game, it's a good game. It's fine, right? Um, I am forever chasing the high of a fantasy star online game. P S O. I just want another one. Fantasy Star Online 2 has been out for a while and is out on Switch in Japan and it's free to play. Uh, I just don't get it. I just don't understand why we've never gotten that game in the West. Maybe if it... I remember playing it at PAX mm-hmm. in like 2013 and was like, I can't fucking wait for this and it never happened. Maybe if it comes out here, I'll understand everyone's obsession with PSO. Because I never played it on Dreamcast, uh, it so I never... It was so fun. It was so fucking... Never good. got into it. What a fun game. Um, um, I know this isn't let's... what that question meant, but Destiny yeah. was a false MMO for me in as much as I was always like, I'm going to never play an MMO because it'll eat my life and I want to do things mm-hmm. with it. And then Destiny was like, yo, look at This is a space, space shooty, boys. And it has some RPG elements, but that's all it is. And then I started playing it and I was like, oh, 20 hours in. Oh, this is just an MMO that you shoot things in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'm too deep in now. And it's like yep. a thousand something hours later. Um, oh, do we have any recommendations for comics as well? Um, the Promised Neverland. Everyone should read it. If the they're going to have... Uh, it's getting an anime either in a fall or winter season, I think. Mm-hmm. And if the, studio does a good, uh, if the studio does a good job, I think the anime is going to blow up and it's going to get really popular. So get in on the ground floor. This is my... Uh, Freakonomics money, if you're going to invest, <laughs> buy cheap right now. <laughs> Promise yeah. Neverland is really, really fucking good. Um, it's in uh, Shonen Jump is where you can you can read that. Excellent. Um, where's my iPad? Perfect. My iPad is right here. So if you want to talk about comics, uh, I've got a couple of recommendations for you. Oh, uh, Black Mage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not out yet. But read it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm a DJ. Um, comics. My name's DJ, and I draw comics. Yeah. Um, read, uh, read Snot Girl. Um, oh, Snot yeah. Girl is is done by Brian Leo. Is written by Brian Leo Malley and illustrated by I believe it's Leslie Hung. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's very good. It's very very good. Uh, yeah, Leslie Hung. Yeah, is the illustrator for Snot Girl. It's very like Gossip Girl kind of like uh, girls in LA. Like fashionistas, all that shit. Like it's really cool. It's like kind of like Riverdale, like in terms of like tone almost. I really like it a lot. It's good. Um, let me see what else um, other comics that I'm reading. Um, you should also read Motor Crush. Motor Crush is done by Babs Tar, illustrated by Babs Tar, 
and is written by um, Brendan Fletcher. And where is where is it? Where is where did it go? Where is my comic? It's usually here. Uh, I'm trying to find it. What? My books. There we go. There we go. That's what it is. I'm looking at the wrong list. Sorry about that. This is bad radio. Um, where did it go? Yeah. Motor Crush. Motor Crush is uh, done by uh, Brendan Fletcher, um, Babs Tarr, and Cameron Stewart. It's very good. It's about a black woman who rides motorcycles, and it's really gay, and it's beautiful, and it's fun. Babs Tarr's art is so horny and good. Yeah. Like, she can't, she just can't draw a character not super hot. It's, her stuff is great. Yeah. Her stuff is really, really great. And what I love so much about her art is that it feels very, like, old school, like, not, like 80s and 90s, like, anime influence almost, but also, like, that, plus, like, fashion illustration. It's like, it, to me, it always makes me think of, like, uh, 80s, and, 80s, 90s anime influence in fashion illustration and a little bit of, um, oh, fuck, who did Batman, the animated series character designs? Um, uh, Bruce Timm? Uh, yes, there's like a little bit of a Bruce Timminess to me. I think it's in the eyes and lips, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like it's just good. Like I, whenever she posts stuff, I'm just like, yes, this is very attractive and very well done. <laughs> her stuff would translate so well to animation. Yes, it would. It's also it, her stuff like, is always kinetic. I feel like yeah, I don't feel like her characters ever look lifeless or or because I, I think there's artists that I like a lot. But I think their illustration is very... It can be, like, very intricate and very pretty, but it's very mm-hmm. stiff. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like, motion or kineticism or just, like... Their characters almost look kind of like dolls, um, I think, mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and I can still like that. And that's definitely a style. But um, I think what I love about Babstar stuff is, like, everyone's just infused with, like, so much personality and, and yeah. emotion. And it's just... It, her stuff's good. Yeah. Oh, and uh, if you want some more, like, really cute queer manga to read, um, read um, My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. It's very good. And then, what else? Um, Go Fort Nakamura is fantastic. Ooh, Go Fort Nakamura is so good. It is, like, jumping into a time capsule. It feels like I'm watching, I'm reading, like, Ranma one half. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I need to read And it's very gay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Go Forth Nakamura looks like my shit, for sure. And it's a and it's a one-shot. Yeah. So, like, it's one and done, and that's it. It's, like, 120 pages. Okay. I'll have to read that, because you keep... Oh, posting. 200. It's 200. It's 200 pages. Um, it's 200 pages. It's really cute. It's, it's straight up 100% gay. It's not any of that, oh, like, he likes boys, but we don't know. It's... Yeah, it's good. You know, actually, let me give you... I'm going to give you guys a shame pick of mine. Um, there is a manga called Boku Girl that is... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an ecchi series, so it's uh, not not hentai, but, like, there is nudity in it and, like, kind of basically softcore porn moments yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is a series... And it's, like... I would say it's problematic, certainly, in some ways, but it's a series about a boy who is super effeminate and people frequently mistake him for a girl um Mm -hmm. and his very very like buff gorgeous looks like kamina but even cuter best friend Mm -hmm. and uh one day loki like the actual like god of mischief loki who in this is obviously like a super like lowly uh blonde girl um 
actually turns him into a girl. Wow. Straight up. Um, and okay. what's interesting about it as a series is I think that there's stuff that is certainly like trans related that they don't do the best job with, I would say. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly like, there's like one of the adult characters is like super creepy and he's in not a lot of it, but it, there's definitely like problematic anime bullshit in it. What's yeah. interesting though, is that overall the series uh, having the main character turn into a girl, it deals with them like trying to figure out how to live as a girl and then really exploring this feminine side of them that they've always had, but they haven't been really sure to embrace it or not. And then it also deals with like sexual attraction on both of their sides of like, he's been really into, uh, or they've been really into, uh, they never really get super clear on the pronouns they they use for her. Um, but like they've been really into this girl in class, but then they start developing sort of emotions for their friend and their friend kind of develops emotions for them, even though they've been friends since they were kids and they've Mm -hmm. always been, um, they've always been a boy previously. So it's really interesting. Like it's certainly problematic in some ways, but it's really funny. The art's really cute. It's really horny. Like it's definitely really hot as a series. Um, if you want to read some etchy shit. Um, but I just, I just like it a lot. So that's, that's my nice. problematic my problematic pick for you guys. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, also, shout oh. out real quick to Terry Make Stuff in the chat. That game I was trying to remember before is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. It's the guy who did, uh, did um, Odin Sphere. Yes. And yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it just looks real fucking cool. I have no yeah, idea what's really going to cool. come out. But. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, I guess... That question, you your last pick for the for Boku Girl, mm-hmm. kind of goes into um, the, do you know of any video games and or anime or manga that have transgender characters in it? I'm trying to think of ones that don't fuck it up. Um, there's right, two transgender so characters in My Hero Academia, and mm-hmm. again, I think there's problematicish stuff in them to some degree, but also right. My Hero doesn't make jokes out of it. Like, yeah. there's uh, one of the, fuck, the cats that are the cat heroes. Yeah. One of them is a trans woman, mm-hmm. I think. I can't remember which one it was. Um okay. But one of the characters is trans in that group. And, like, it's very briefly mentioned in their bio. But, like, it's never really, they don't really do anything else with it. As far mm-hmm. as, like, it's just normal, which is cool. Um, there's also a character who's part of the League of Villains who is transgender. Um, and they do a little bit, uh, who is pre-operation, I think, or rather like there's a part of the story they talk about with their, um, there's a brief like flashback in that where it's them talking to a friend who has gone to another country to have, um, mm-hmm. have an operation. Um, and they talk about like admiring that friend of theirs that they were like able to go through, like to do it. Cause they were mm-hmm. never sure if they like could um, yeah, like yeah. take that step. So again, like my hero doesn't, I think get it great necessarily, but it's not a punchline, yeah. which for anime is like really good, sadly enough. Right. Yeah. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, which that's a problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem. And I hope that maybe months from now or anytime soon tomorrow, I can have something and say, oh, here's great representation of trans folks in in comics or anime. But it's hard when, like, Japan has their own 
issues with like homophobia and like transphobia in their own ways culturally like it's hard it's hard um in my hero academia it's the wild wild pussycats and tiger is a transgender man in it oh okay yeah which honestly if you watch the anime you might not pick up on that at all Mm -hmm. because they don't make a big deal about it honestly Mm -hmm. um and then magna which is the hero that has the magnetic powers is a transgender woman wow that's cool yeah that's really really cool i like i love that um and let's see is there anything else or we i think that's it yeah I think that's good i think that's it um yeah we that's it we're at the end of our show um again thank you all so much for the endless amount of support that you're giving us in our little show and to everyone in the discord server this has been awesome for us to interact with you more personally because we've always wanted to be able to interact with you in a way outside of twitter because twitter is a fucking dumpster fire uh-huh. so <laughs> Discord is like the perfect place for that. So we have really loved interacting and talking with all of you. And we'll be inviting more of you soon that are listening. We'll send out some more invites. I'll probably do one today, while like the day that we're recording. So that's Tuesday. And then I'll probably retweet that uh, when this episode goes up, which will be on Wednesday, the 12th. So yeah, um, be on the lookout for those invites. And we will definitely... What's today? It's, yeah, the 11th. Yeah. yeah, tomorrow's the 12th. Okay. And if we tomorrow. didn't get to your question, uh, it'll probably go in the question bucket, and we'll get to it in the future. Um, For sure. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, I just wanted to, to add on. I'm sure uh, that I probably got some terminology or something wrong talking about the trans uh, transgender mm-hmm. issue stuff in today's episode. Yeah. So feel free to let me know or tell me to just go read something <laughs> um, yeah seriously please because because that's a know. that's a thing where it's like uh i have friends and i know people in that community but uh navigating the proper terminology has still been like a thing that i've had difficulties with um and the last thing i want to do is use terminology that would be offensive to any of our listeners or anyone for that matter absolutely yeah. yeah so please let us know and if there's anything that we should know for the future please like any information to where we can speak about you in a way that is respectful we would love that because all we want to do is respect you yeah. so please please tell us so that we can be better um but as always you can find me on social media that's both twitter and instagram at oh hey dj that's o-h-h-e-y-d-j and you can follow the show's um social media account which is the magical boys at twitter and then ruben where can they find you you guys can find me at rubots r-o-o-b-o-t-s on twitter and instagram i don't use instagram that much yet mm-hmm. but um you can get me on both um and uh i do a comedy podcast with uh my straight friends um that i do a uh, comedy stuff with at the theater called you're welcome hollywood where we improvise a uh, screenplay every week. So if you're curious about that, you can get that anywhere you grab podcasts as well. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do that. Well, again, we have reached the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. Stay magical, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.